What is up? And welcome back to Outnumbered with Kelly and Hollis. Woot hey woot. guys. Um, today's topic that we'll be talking about is related to getting a degree in sports management um, and whether or not you should get a master's degree after undergraduate. Uh, it's a question I saw posed during our summit quite a bit, um, and I thought it would be good to give our perspective on it, me coming from getting the master's route and then Hollis um, going after the experience. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, and first we'll just kind of talk about whether or not you should get a sports management degree in undergrad. Um, so Hollis, like what opinion do you have on that? Um, <laughs> ooh, starting it off with me. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of mixed, um, I guess, opinions on that. I guess I'll go from my personal viewpoint of why I didn't do it. So I decided for undergrad that I wanted a degree in marketing. And just because I knew sports was a very competitive industry and a very competitive field. So I didn't want to have kind of that specialized degree in sports for undergrad. Um, I wanted a more broad idea. So I knew with marketing because, of course, that can be applied to anything. And as many of you guys know, sometimes you don't get that dream job or that sports opportunity right when you graduate. So I wanted to make sure that I was kind of set up in the best position possible to get a job, period, whether it was going to be in sports. Of course, that was my ideal goal, but I just... Of course, you know, when you graduate, you just want a job. Any job um, will work. And then figuring that out and then hopefully being able to move into your dream career or just figuring out. Because even when I was an undergrad, a lot of times you don't know exactly what you want to do or you don't even know all of the different job opportunities there are out there. And I still don't. Every day I learn of a new different sports career or just industry and avenue that you can go down um, within sports. So I'm still constantly learning. And then so for me, I knew I wanted a broadened um, undergrad degree and then maybe wanted to go more specialized and niche in my master's. So now I am looking at different master's programs, especially in sports. So <laughs> please know that this episode is for me as well to kind of get Kelly's inside and a better understanding of how to kind of tackle um, looking for master's school and figuring out what would be the best fit for me. But I just knew to kind of summarize all of that, I knew undergrad, I wanted a broad degree. So that's why I chose straight marketing. And then um, for my master's and of course, continuing your education, in my opinion, that's when you get more niche and kind of figure it out because I didn't want to get a sports undergrad degree. And then what if I came into the sports industry and either hated, which I don't think that would have happened, <laughs> but it's like, what if I didn't get the job that I wanted? And then a lot of times with recruiters, they see that um, sports industry, even when I'm interviewing now, they see that I have all of this sports experience. And then they're just like, oh, well, you don't really fit our industry or we don't really see like how you could transfer over. And of course, we all know that even though we're in the sports industry, the job that we do can be applied everywhere, but not a lot of other people outside of our industry understand that. And so that has been, um, I guess, a little difficult explaining to recruiters. And so that was just my um, viewpoint of why I wanted just a broadened undergrad degree. So Kelly, what was your thought process on sports management degrees in undergrad? Um, well, I would say I'm a unique case because I definitely went after picking a school as opposed to picking a degree. 
if you guys haven't picked up on it by now, actually, I've tried to hide it, but I'm a huge Virginia Tech fan. I was born, raised in Christiansburg, Virginia, which is like right outside of Blacksburg. And there was nowhere else I was going to go. I mean, Tech was the only school. (laughs) Excuse me. I guess it's a phlegm kind of day. Tech was the only school (laughs) that I wanted to go to. It was the only school I applied for. Um, And I had worked hard in high school to make sure that um, I knew that I was going to get in. We had a very different viewpoints on Virginia Tech. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> no, we're both rookies, and I did not pick Virginia Tech at all. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, no, yeah. And I mean, I even tell people, because people would always think, oh, you would be, you're such a huge fan of Virginia Tech. Like, you'd be such a great advocate to get people to come to Tech and to recruit them. And I was like, Nah, like my case is very unique. Like my only selling point is, well, if you want to move to Christiansburg when you're six months old and then live there and go to football games every weekend, sure, then you'll love it. Yeah. Um, I just grew up in the culture and I loved it, thrived in it, so I wanted to stick there. But I picked Virginia Tech first and then I chose to get a business degree similar to Hollis because it is um, transferable. I mean, business is really something you could use anywhere, whether it was the sport industry or if you wanted to go into the medical industry, like you could really use it anywhere. So that's kind of the pathway I chose for myself. And even then I never even thought about having a career in sports until my junior year, when I got the opportunity to work with the athletic department at Virginia tech. And that's when I really found my passion. Oh, that's actually Um, very true. Because same, I don't think I realized it until maybe my sophomore year that I wanted to work in sports. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely, like, if you know before, like, before college that you're, like, gung-ho about, I'm going to work in sports, I want a sports management degree, I think it can work for you. Um, I think the positive side of it is it definitely gives you a head start. You already have curriculum and experiences that are going to be very much catered towards the sport industry and you may have like volunteer opportunities and already networking opportunities um, that'll get you ahead of the game because not to knock on Virginia Tech but most of the opportunities like we had a business what was it business horizons was our kind of uh, job what's it called job fair that we had um, as an opportunity to us and there was never any sports related company there Um, and so I very much had to like go out on my own and look for the opportunities and create them myself. Mm -hmm. Um, even the, I mean, the marketing internship (laughs) that they had at the athletic department wasn't offered at business horizons. I actually just, it was a fluke because my, not even my advisor, my roommate's advisor at the time sent it to her and she was a BIT major and my marketing advisor didn't even send it to me. So I was like, cool, 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 cool. That's cool. It's not like I would have (laughs) been interested in this. Um, but I think, I think it was fate, um, applied for it and got it. But I mean, you don't really have to like know what you want to do in college. That's the whole point is figuring it out. So don't be afraid or don't like think badly. Oh, I didn't get a sports ma- management degree in undergrad. Like, um, so behind the curve, like you're fine. I mean, I think it's a positive on the side of getting a business degree because the sports world is just so connected to other industries as well. I mean, we talked about in our last episode, there's very much kind of the agency or even the sponsorship business side that you could work in. Like I'm working at Lowe's now. And like, even though I'm not working within the sports part of Lowe's, like Lowe's has a sports marketing department. Um, But understanding how Lowe's operates as a business would be very different from 
understanding how a team operates as a business. And because I have that business degree, I can kind of, well, now the master's degree in sports management, that I can understand both. So I think it always is perspective and how you look at it. I don't think one is going to impact you differently than the other. If you Mm -hmm. know what you want to do and you want to get a sports management degree, definitely do it. I know a couple people who have gotten the undergrad and they've gotten opportunities right out, right out of, or right after graduation because of the way their program was structured and it helped build them to that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think there's a wrong right way to do it. Um, Just like Hollis mentioned, do what's best for you. If you Mm -hmm. think, you know, you don't want to really risk it and just go sports management, then get a business degree. I mean, it can't hurt you. So, Mm -hmm. And then also going off that, um, like Kelly said, there's really no wrong or right right way. But just know that if you do um, just get a normal business degree or whatever degree, it doesn't even have to be business if you want. I know a lot of people do communications as well. But just know that you have options like Virginia Tech did a really good job of having clubs so you can do a sports business club or a sports marketing club. So I think when you do a normal, um, not to say normal, I don't really don't know what else to call it, but when you do an undergrad degree that's not kind of specialized in sports management, you do have to go out of your way to kind of find different opportunities and make it work to your advantage. So you do have to go a step and beyond and looking for those clubs or looking for volunteer opportunities because they don't just come knocking at your door, whereas the sports management or just any sports-focused um, undergrad, they have that network, so they're just going to be coming straight to their emails or straight to the opportunities. But like Kelly said, she didn't get that email, so you really kind of have to go looking if you're not um, centered within an undergrad program. And then I think that's all that we had for that topic, so I'm going to move us along to getting a master's versus entering the working world and then so does it benefit you to get a master's or should you strictly go after experience and as you guys know kelly did get her master's in sports leadership i did not i went straight into the working world so you kind of get the best of both worlds in our perspective here and so i'll let kelly go ahead and talk about her experience of getting a master's Sure. Thanks, Alice. Um, So I went and got a master's in sport leadership from the Center for Sport Leadership. I know it sounds very official at VCU. I decided to get a master's because when I was with the athletic department, I spoke to some of my peers and also one of my supervisors at the time. He had actually gone through the program at VCU. They even had some of their recruiters come and speak to us. And they definitely kind of laid it out and said, if you want to work, you know, in the sports business, it does help you to get a master's degree or give you a leg up. I mean, it definitely differentiates you from the others. It shows that you are committed to getting the sports management or to working in the sports industry. I mean, like I'd said previously, since I did only have the marketing degree, I did want to show that sports is what I wanted to work in. So I decided to apply for that. And I was not ready. I didn't have an opportunity lined up after school. And I was <laughs> I was not ready to enter the adult world, I guess, as people like to say. <laughs> I, yeah, I needed an extra year. Um, but that was one thing I did consider was VCU did offer an on-campus program versus an online program. And I knew that I could only do like a year of school left. So I knew I could do this master's program because if I left school, I wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on very close to burnout. But I mean, it was 
definitely the right opportunity for me. It gave me a chance to build my network outside of Virginia Tech, which was also important to me because the sports network, although small, is vast. Mm -hmm. um, and as of right now, yeah, everyone I still worked with, what was it, like three or four years ago? Wow, I feel old. Um, when I was an undergrad, like they're still at Virginia Tech. So if they had been my only network, my only network still would have been at um, Virginia Tech. But it was, um, it was definitely the right choice for me, which I think is the biggest message that is going to come from this whole episode is make sure you're doing the right choice for you. Whether it worked out for me or worked out for Hollis, like mm -hmm. do what's best for you. Um, and then like when you are, if you are deciding to pick a master's degree, like there's definitely things to consider to make sure it's right for you. Like I said, online versus on campus. I needed to be on campus because I'm not the most social individual despite doing a podcast and finding myself in these roles that put a microphone in front of my face. I prefer, like I've said, I think before, to be the person in the corner of the room just chilling, like observing everybody, uh, a little popcorn to enjoy the show. But I needed to force myself out of my comfort zone and really give myself the opportunity to not only learn from like my fellow graduate students, my cohort, as we referred to them, not only learn from them and network with them, but also the professors as well. And one other thing to consider with master's degrees is you do have a thesis track versus a non-thesis track. I did the non-thesis track. I'm very happy and glad that I did because I, I don't think that I could have um, had the attention span to be able to finish it or... I guess I have a passion for sports, but the way most of them are set up, like, I don't know if I would just have enough passion to talk about it for that long. Can you explain the difference between a thesis track and a non-thesis track? Yeah, so the non-thesis track is very much so to pass and get a degree from my program, we essentially had to take, um, oh shoot, what was the official name? It was just these tests, like almost like SOLs. I don't know if people had those outside of... Virginia. Um, it was like a standardized test, um, comprehensive exam that you took at the end of the year and it covered six random classes out of the nine, I guess, topics that you could get. Um, and you had to pass all of those to get a degree. And then a thesis, I think it depends on the program and how they want to set it up. But sometimes it's either a paper or some type of project that you have to do. Um, to be able to pass and you have to pick that topic and over the course of the year or two, depending on the program, you have to and then defend your thesis at the end and prove, oh, I did all this research. This was my idea at the end of it. This is how I supported it. Do you, you know, did I defend it correctly? Um, I think, and you do that like for doctorate as well, but I am not going that route. I can tell you that right now, <laughs> but uh, I hope that helped. Did that help at all? Yeah, no, that helped. Okay. So you can, that's definitely one consideration um, when you're thinking about a master's program, the duration of the program, like mine was a year. I couldn't have done more. Like I was already like struggling at the end of that year. Um, others, I know if you did the online program with VCU, it took two years. I know Georgetown has a two year program um, online. I don't know, I haven't, I didn't research them if they have an on-campus program. But that's definitely something to consider is how much time you're willing to invest in this master's program. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, I'm, I'm sure I'm like beating a dead horse with this, but like the culture of the program is very important. 
like VCU attracted me because like talking with my supervisor at tech, like one thing that really stood out to me was how much they cared about their students and their alumni and they invested in them. And that's a big thing for me. I don't want to just go to another program where you're just going to be there for a year or two and then they're going to, you know, shoot you out into the world and then you never hear from them again. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely want to feel like I'm an investment for my program or for my business or my company that I'm working for. And it's a two way street. I can get as much from them as they can get as much from me. So the culture of the program was very important to me. It may not be important to you. Maybe you care more about, you know, the, the rankings of it. You want to go to the best sports management master's program, and that's the only one you're going to choose, then you, by golly, you go ahead and do it. Um, you do what's best for you. And if, <laughs> yeah, sorry, my Southern's coming out. Um, you do what's best for you, um, which I said is like the message of this program. And then other things maybe to consider certain professors. Um, you can always reach out to them, talk to them the notoriety of the program. But the biggest thing also, research the program itself um, and how they structure it. I really liked VCUs because, and I promise I'm not plugging for my grad program. It's just the only experience I have. This is not, this is a non-sponsored yeah, podcast. This is a non -sponsored. These are all our real feelings and thoughts. <laughs> yeah, they, they aren't paying me. I mean, I'm still paying them for my program. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like the opposite. Maybe they'll give me a discount now. I don't know. <laughs> but um, definitely research the structure of the program. I was attracted to VCU because I liked their core values. And one of them was global mindedness. And they offered an opportunity to go abroad to Europe for about two weeks where you learn the European model of business, which is different from the United States. Um, I mean, as you can tell, like football to them or soccer to us is like, very much the staple over there as opposed to here in the United States. Mm -hmm. But you get the opportunity to go over to Europe and tour different countries over the span of two weeks. And that was something that attracted to me because sports is a global phenomenon. And at some point you are likely to interact with someone from another culture, another country, and it's important to understand them. Um, so I, Although in the end, I did not actually end up going to Europe. They offered a South Africa trip. Um, you could have gone to both, but I decided to go to the South Africa one because it fit better for me. But I just enjoyed that core value and kind of the structure of you have the class and then they had this trip at the end of the year, which very much felt like, you know, a reward for all the hard work that you did. And then another aspect of the program I liked was it was very how did they, they structured it around like experiential learning. I believe I'm saying that right. But you know, you had to get a graduate assistantship, which I'm sure most programs um, have you like have some sort of job while you're doing it, but I don't want to speak for them. But you had to have a graduate assistantship and you had to be getting like real experience in the sports world while you were doing this master's program, because I'm a big believer in no matter how many times I read a textbook or read a book or I hear it in class, like until I can physically experience it and do it myself, it's not really going to ingrain itself in my brain. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have that muscle memory. I mean, I'm sure Hollis, I'm pretty sure you've said the same thing. Um, so just remember to like, look at the program itself, how it's structured, what are kind of their values um, in terms of that. And don't be afraid to reach out beforehand to talk with a representative or another alumni. I talked 
to Greg Burton, who's like communications for the VCU program, like months before I even applied. And it was a great like 30 minute conversation where I just, he talked about himself, the program, and I talked about myself. And he, at the end of the conversation was like, well, you sound like someone who, you know, would fit well within our program. You're the kind of person we're looking for. So uh, obviously I felt better going in the application process after that. But, and also if it went the other way and he said, well, maybe this program isn't the right way for you. Like I would suggest this or that, like that would save me time too, than waiting up until applying and then waiting a couple months later for them to tell me no. And then I'm not understanding why. So definitely don't be afraid to reach out to a representative with the program or another alumni. Like I said, I talked to my supervisor at Virginia Tech. I've also talked to other people, one of my peers, who was going to Georgetown at the time, I talked to her. So just don't be afraid to reach out to people um, who've either gone through it or are thinking about going through it just to get their perspective and see why it's the right situation for them and if you can relate to it as well. And then I know one other thing I did wanna touch on um, with a master's program is obviously options for paying. That's the biggest thing. I mean, with schooling in general, there's just, it costs a lot. I mean, <laughs> I, that's, I would say one of the best things about this quarantine right now is that they've delayed uh, student loan payments <laughs> that day. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Lord, you're looking out. Um, but I mean, it costs a lot of money. So that's definitely another consideration is how much the program is going to cost. Mm -hmm. um, you can look for scholarships. I know schools will offer scholarships. It's just like undergrad, you would approach it the same way. My grad program offered a scholarship so I could apply for that. Um, but you can also just Google it. Google is your friend, your best resource to find everything. So never be afraid to just type it in a Google search bar. Yeah. And I know some schools offer um, grad like assistantship programs where they cover it for you. Mm -hmm. So look into that. But of course, that is only like one or two positions out of all of the people that are applying. So please be mindful of that as well. Yeah. Um, but I guess just to kind of wrap up, so we can get on to uh, talking about the other side of not immediately, I would say getting a master's degree. Um, I know I got mine straight out of undergrad, but you can wait as well. Um, you don't have to do it right after school. Like if it's something where you do wanna go out and get that job first, so they'll pay for it later, or so you can get the experience to go into um, the master's program with more confidence in yourself and definitely do it I mean, I know I've already said it, but you got to do what's best for you. Um, and if you're interested in getting a master's degree, I know this is going back on the, like, look at the program, but there's also opportunities to kind of kill two birds with one stone. I know VCU offers it, um, and I'm sure other schools do, but you can get a dual master's program as well, where if you do want to wait, um, you can do this later, because I know the MBA portion of the dual master's, you do need some real life experience to get into it. But yeah, you can get like a MBA while you're getting your sports or master's in sport leadership. Um, so definitely look into those opportunities as well, where you're like, oh, well, I really want to get to sports, you know, this master's in sport leadership, but I also want to get an MBA. Like, do I get one or the other? Well, maybe wait a couple of years and then you can get both at the same time and have your company pay for it. Um, so definitely just think about all the options. And if you ever like want to talk about it, I'm more than open, like reach out to me on social media or 
through our email, contact at outnumbered at gmail.com. Um, I'll definitely respond and I'd love to talk to you about it, but enough about the master's program. Let's move on to Hollis's perspective about entering the working world following undergraduate. <sighs> Way to tee it up for me, Kelly. Um, <laughs> so my perspective on entering the working world right out of college I am a very different case, <laughs> kind of similar to Kelly. Um, and please know, I feel like we can't say this enough, but all of these ideas and opinions are our own and our own experiences. So this is what has worked for us. Um, please keep that in mind. But my experience um, after undergrad, I did decide to go straight into the working world because I knew I needed a break. Um, undergrad was a lot for me and then especially when you think about it we've been in school since literally kindergarten all the way up to college and so I just I needed a minute I needed a break from school I needed a break from classes I needed a break from um, textbooks and everything and I needed to go into the working world to kind of get more experience and then also my kind of thought process is I actually want to go to law school and I want to get my MBA. And so I knew um, going into law school that that was going to be a lot. And to be completely honest with you, I just was not ready for that um, when I left Virginia Tech. And so I knew I wanted to maybe look into law school and getting my MBA a little down the line, maybe like late 20s. And I know that sounds kind of off because a lot of times people go straight into law school or they want to do it earlier. But I knew I take a lot of pride in getting the experience. Like I, especially when it's something that I enjoy doing, I like working. I like learning firsthand. I prefer being out on the field and getting experience. Um, I guess one-on-one -on -one with like my mentor, my supervisors, rather than having it in a textbook. Like I am a very applied knowledge person, like Kelly said. And so I knew I wanted that experience outside of the classroom, which is why I decided to not go straight into grad programs. But then with um, everything in Corona and kind of figuring things out, it made me think more about maybe getting a master's degree in sports management. Um, honestly, I haven't done too much research into it yet. I've looked at a few programs and I think I've narrowed it down. Um, I'm not going to mention the programs that I've looked at just because I don't know yet, um, maybe later. But my thought process behind looking into these programs now is my mom. She was a really big um, advocate and I go to her for everything when I'm kind of figuring out my next steps in my professional career and she was one because i'm not i'm going to be completely honest with you undergrad was hard it was a struggle um i don't know it was just a lot because i'm one of those people when i was in high school middle school of course not to compare the um two but like those are completely easy like you know you could barely study and pass and then when i got to undergrad i was just like whoa this is a completely different ball game. So it took a lot for me to transition and get my rhythm going. And so that's another reason why I needed a break. And then so after speaking with my mom, who um, did get her MBA and she got a degree in marketing and everything, and she was like, well, maybe it might be better for you to like get some real world experience. That way, when you do go back to school, you'll have things to pull from rather than just kind of being completely um not to say unknowledgeable, but I wouldn't have really any experience to pull from. Her main thing was like, it'll be a lot easier because 
I would know what the textbooks or what the professors were talking about because I would have already experienced it. So I would be kind of learning and building off of experience rather than just solely on a textbook, which would help me ultimately. And so now with Corona and everything happened, she's honestly the main person that was like, well, now that you have all this downtime and that you're home, maybe you should look into maybe getting a master's in sports. And that's where it all kind of stemmed from. But the um, just to get into some points about entering the working world, it is a lot different than getting a master's degree because, of course, one, it focuses more on networking. There is a lot more emphasis on networking because you are out there. You do have to make the connections because a lot of times when you are in school, you have the school's network or you have their leverage. You have their alumni that you can speak with. You have their professors. And so, of course, when you're working in a field, you don't have that additional network. Um, so you really do have to talk with all of your coworkers, your bosses, go to um, career fairs, conventions, a lot of that stuff is going to be more. But of course, since you are working full time, you do have the time to do that. I think a lot of times when you're in school and even with Kelly's case, when she was working and in school, that is a lot and that's your priority. So when you're working full time, you have the kind of leverage to take, go on a conference for a week, especially if your job is willing to pay for it. You kind of have more wiggle room to be more, I guess, seen within the industry. Um, and then two, another thing is back to my um, experience is it's a lot more applied knowledge and growth within the field. Because when you think about it, although Kelly and I took two different paths like she took a year off to um go to grad school and work her assistantship is that is that what it's called the assistantship is yeah that, okay <laughs> and then i um entered the working world and worked for a year but yet we both ended up at the same place at the same position so i think that literally goes to show that everyone's path can be different but it really is how you network it and how you use it. Because you can end up um, in the same places and farther, but it's just really on are you willing to put in the work and are you willing to network and talk to people and make sure that you're in a great position? Because, of course, Kelly got that opportunity straight out of school, whereas I had to use that year of networking and working within my field to get the same position. So it really just depends. And then another point um, in entering the working world is you kind of constantly have to find ways to grow your skills and expertise. And luckily online, you can do that for free. Like there's LinkedIn Learning, there's HubSpot Academy, Google Analytics, you can get um, certifications in that, Code Academy. There's a lot of um, places where you can go get certificates and constantly kind of grow where you're not in the school setting. And then even a lot of some Ivy Leagues and other institutions do have classes that you can take for free to kind of strengthen those skills as well. So I think even if you're not um, in a grad program full time, you still have to be learning just in a different pace. Like you can be doing certifications, you're learning in the field. So it's kind of like, you're still learning, you're just not in a grad program or you're not in a structured program. And then so for me, I still think that that was the best decision. Like I do think taking a break was nice. And now finally, after having those years of a break, I do think I'm in the mental space and the mind space to look back at going to school. Um, I know Kelly mentioned how she knew when she graduated from undergrad and when she got her master's, like she said, she wanted to go ahead and get it all done. She knew she 
once she finished school, she was going to be done. I don't know if you plan on going back, but I know she wanted to get it all done then. And for me, since I knew I was going to law school later down the line and getting my MBA later down the line, I always knew I was going to go back to school. So that wasn't really that much of a factor of I need to get it all done now because I always, I always had in my mind that I was going to go back. And I always, I always knew that I was just kind of taking like a mini work break <laughs> per se to get that experience and so that's kind of all I have to say on entering the working world there's not a lot to it the main points from that is just make sure you're constantly networking and talking to people and of course doing the best you can because nothing gets you farther than hard work and then also make sure that you're constantly learning outside of the job you have. So if you want to take certifications, even if it's just reading a book 30 minutes every day, just make sure that you are constantly elevating yourself in every aspect. Definitely. I mean, I have, I, I could tell you so many times, like I have a master's degree, but I definitely don't feel like it most of the time. <laughs> There's still so much to learn. Um, out there. I mean, I'm taking a certification class now. Mm -hmm. um, Hollis and I are getting ready to start another class together that's about um, empowering women in the sports industry. With Lauren Walsh, who was one of our speakers. So if you have not checked it out, please do because I'm actually really excited about it. It seems like it's going to be amazing. Just wanted to do that quick little plug for her. Yeah, because she, she's awesome. Like mm -hmm. she dropped so many truth bombs in her segment on our summit and I was just like, I couldn't process them. Yeah. yeah. I was like, there was literally just like silence after she left. And I was like, man, mm -hmm. you know what she's talking about? Yeah. Um, but I guess my like advice for you guys, um, one thing I think I've drawn from it, if you're considering working in the education side of sports, so collegiate sports, I would highly recommend looking into a master's program. If you're kind of basically looking at, a job anywhere else it's not really as heavy as a consideration when I've been applying to both positions outside of it more on the private corporate and well I guess there are private institutions as well but when I've been applying to positions for college um, college sports a lot of the preferred qualifications do include a master's degree now you'll notice it's a preferred qualification not a required so there's still the chance that you don't have a master's degree and you get that position if you mm -hmm. have the experience to back it up. Mm -hmm. However, um, it does like you are competing then against other people who are applying with that master's degree. Mm -hmm. um, so that is one thing, I guess my biggest, biggest advice, I would say if you are considering a career in collegiate athletics, I would get a master's or I would look into it. Mm -hmm. And I love that you made that point. Like, it is, very, it is totally fine if you want to enter the working world right after you graduate. But like Kelly said, make sure that you are getting the experience to back up your um, resume and make sure you're getting the experience to back up the job that you're applying for. We are definitely not saying, because of course, we know it's hard to get a job out of um, college. Even Tamara, one of our speakers, spoke about how she was working at TJ Maxx during the day and then was reporting on high school games after work. And then eventually it led to different opportunities. So just make sure that you are putting in the work and you are getting that experience no matter what it takes, because that's what's going to kind of show your worth and determination at the end of the day. 
because that was one thing Kelly mentioned was when she did go to her grad school program, it shows that she was really dedicated to the sports industry. So I think if you do go um, straight into the working world, try to figure out how you can really show that you're dedicated to this industry and that you are really willing and word ready. <laughs> My words today, goodness gracious, are ready to put in 110% no matter what. Like, Make sure that you have the experience to back it up and say, hey, yeah, this person got a master's degree, but I've been working with X, Y, and Z, and I've been doing this, and I've been able to volunteer. Like, I have been putting the work just as well as they have because like we said kelly and i took different routes but we both ended up in the same spot so not to say one thing is better or one thing is worse it's really on what works for you and how you're able to use it to your advantage exactly and i think um that actually leads into um our new segment that we're starting which i'm very excited <laughs> uh, i'm a big mantra person motto whatever you want to call it um, I love just like seeing quotes and stuff on Instagram. Like most of my feed is just inspirational quotes. Mm -hmm, same. Um, but so one thing we're going to start each week is we're going to end our episodes, um, with a quote or just a saying that we saw that really inspired us that week. Um, and so the one that I picked, I'll kick us off. Um, it's actually a Carrie Fisher quote for you Star Wars fans out there or any other Carrie Fisher production. Um, but it really just resonated with me. So she said, stay afraid, but do it anyway. What's important is the action. You don't have to wait to be confident, just do it. And eventually the confidence will follow. Um, and I loved that quote just because I am someone who has struggled with confidence. And I always second guess myself. And I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't apply for that job. Maybe I'm not qualified. Like, ugh, like maybe I'm, I'm not the best candidate. Like I already know it. And it's like, no, like don't psych yourself out. Like, don't limit yourself. I mean, I know it's another quote, but you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Boom. So, <laughs> boom. So <laughs> don't even think about it. Like, just put yourself out there. Because even if you apply for a job that you're not sure you're qualified for, or for a master's program that you're not sure, maybe I'll get in, maybe I won't, like, just do it. I mean, the worst they could say is no. And then, you know, moving forward, okay, well, you could speak to them and say, okay, well, I didn't get in. What can I do to get in next time? Cause I've, I mean, I've been scrolling through LinkedIn and so many people I've seen posting about how like five years ago they got rejected from a company, but today they actually got hired because they learned what they did wrong or what they were missing. And then they worked hard to achieve it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that has really um, spoke with me, especially coming off the summit. It was something I never thought I would do. I was really nervous about it because Hollis and I had never really done anything like it before and I was like oh gosh like what what are people gonna think like are we gonna look stupid like and it was just like a very vulnerable moment for me but then to see it you know happen and all the positive feedback we've got from it I was like this is amazing like let's do more and I never like would have done it <laughs> if I had listened to little inner devil Kelly on my shoulder being like oh it's not gonna be good people are gonna hate it um, mm -hmm. so definitely don't don't count yourself out um, even if you don't have the confidence now, just do it and it'll come later. Mm -hmm. Nothing to add on that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> you you did it so like strongly. I was like, mm, straight like that. But I guess <laughs> I can add my two cents. <laughs> um, I completely agree with everything Kelly said. Sometimes I am very confident, but I do get very afraid and fearful. I just try not to let that side of me win. 
Um, like she said, I always say, well, what's the worst? The worst they can tell me is no. And I worked in sales for a couple of years, not even a couple of years. It was like a couple of months, but I worked in sales and they said, the more no's you get, the quicker you get to your yes. And so you just, I, a lot of times try to get the no's out of the way so that way I can get to that yes and can get to that opportunity. And I even posted the other day how um, there's never a um, mistake, only lessons. So even if I don't get something, it either A, wasn't meant for me, or B, I have to figure out what the lesson was it in this because how can I better position myself? How can I better prepare myself? It may feel like a failure or it may suck. Honestly, it's probably going to suck if it doesn't work out your way, but there is a bigger goal. And I am a firm believer of if you get a no, God has something totally so much better coming your way. Like that has always happened to me where I always thought I wanted something. And then someone told me no. And I was so heartbroken. I'd be like, well, why would that happen to me? Like, I am perfect. And then God come with something better. And I'd be like, dang, like, I really was tripping over that. And here I am with this most amazing opportunity. So please do not fret on your nose. Like, something better is coming. Just stay consistent. Stay doing what you're doing. Because you got this, girl. Like, you are bomb. Your opportunity is coming. So, yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> Yes. So that is the end of our episode for getting a degree in sports management or sports in general, whatever you're feeling. So we hope that you got a lot of great information and hopefully know how to start your research process if you are considering grad school or the working um, world. So please, as always, stay amazing. If you want to get in contact with us, our, all of our social media handles are outnumbered pod. And our email is contact.outnumbered at gmail.com. So please feel free to reach out. Either of us will answer any of your questions, even if it's master's. Kelly got you. Um, so please feel free to reach out. And I think that is a wrap. So Kelly, any last words? No, I, I'm good. All right, cool. Well, bye, guys. <laughs>